This is the Jason Walker Show. Two-time National Sports Media Association Montana Sportscaster of the Year and three-time loser, the Jason Walker Show. The best local and statewide sports coverage featuring the biggest guests from Montana. Flint Rasmussen uh, joining us here on the Jason Walker Show. He's freaking exhausting, too. You used to dance a lot more. Yeah, I know, lady. I'm 51 years old now. The NAI Hall of Famer Mike Van Deese joining us here Jason Walker Show. And is it just a deal where quarterbacks have to be be good golfers? Well, that's all they have time for. They don't work out. They don't lift weight. They don't do anything else. They might as well go get on the golf course and at least have some fun. And from across the country. Doug Gottlieb, I guess, here on the Jason Walker Show. End of the day, remember, it, it's your show. It's got your name on it. Howie Mandela, our guest here. Jason Walker. Deal or no deal. The Jason Walker Show. Hey, what up? Happy Thursday. Jason Walker Show inside the Off the Wall Man Cave. Big show today. You can, as always, watch on Facebook, X, YouTube, listen on Podbean, Network One Sports, iHeartRadio Podcast, Spotify, SoundCloud, Rumble, JasonWalkerShow.com, JasonWalkerMedia.com as well. We're going to talk to both coaches in the State B Championship game, Manhattan's West Crot and Florence. Pat DeShane will join us. Also, Bozeman State cross-country champ Nathan Neal will join us as well. He just won a big race over the weekend out in Idaho. Get a hold of us anytime at Sports, Jason at jasonwalkershow.com. You can tweet us, Facebook us, email, whatever. Just get a hold of us. Walk Up brought to you by Montana Custom Log Homes, the premier log home company in the industry. Three distinct divisions so you can create the log home of your dreams and your budget. Over 50 years experience, finest craftsmen available in the state and in the West, and uh, they'll work with your budget. 15 different floor plans or go in with one of your own. Check them out, yourcustomlog.com. So it is a state championship weekend. It is a big, big weekend across Montana. And it starts on Friday night down in Bozeman. The double A. Man. <laughs> You've got Glacier 10 and 1 at unbeaten Bozeman 11 and 0. Glacier uh, last in the title game 2016, won it in 2014. Bozeman looking for its first crown since 2019, lost in the title game a year ago. Both unbelievable offenses. Both unbelievable defenses. Man, uh, it, it's just going to be a fantastic game. Glacier, led by Jackson Presley, 23 touchdown passes. Kobe Dorches has rushed for over 900 yards and 13 scores. Cohen Castellitz has 12 touchdowns. Don't kick to cast... Cash Gochichia, or he's um, he's returned three kicks for touchdowns. Glacier's averaging just under forty-two points per game. Bozeman is averaging just under thirty-eight points a game. Nobody reached twenty against the Hawks this year. In fact, only two opponents, Glacier and Helena High, or uh, uh, Gallatin and Helena High, kept it within one score. 
20 TD passes for Kellen Harrison. Oof. Friday night, NFHS Network, 7 o'clock. Saturday, other four, Dylan hosting Columbia Falls. Dylan beat Columbia Falls in week three, 22 to 19. But Cody Schweikert and the Wildcats have been on a roll ever since. And, man, Schweikert, 57 career touchdown passes. He's the tops in Class A with 2,484 yards and 19 TDs. Oh, by the way, he also has 110 tackles. Dylan, um, has just been beating people. They've been in single digits twice. They're le- they're undefeated, but they've been held or uh, won by single digits twice. Key Christensen, fourteen hundred passing yards, twelve touchdowns. Kale Conan has twelve touchdowns. Going to be a good one. It's a, a rematch of the uh, 2016 game. Dylan beat Columbia Falls back then. Some dude named Troy Anderson was playing. Eight-man Fairview travels to Belt, 1 o'clock Saturday. It's going to be a good one. Belt's given up a total of 18 points since losing the first game of the year. Two Fairview. So this is a rematch. They played in Winifred back on uh, week one. And Fairview won 21-20. Fairview hasn't, nobody's gotten within 26 points since then. So Fairview uh, gives up 14.2 points per game. Belt gives up (laughs) 4.4. Belt looking for its first crown since 94. Fairview won it in 2019. Well, Belt won it last year, too. So, going looking for back-to-back. This is the one I actually would like to be at if I wasn't going to be in Manhattan. Centerville, unbeaten. At Freud Lake, unbeaten. They're combined 21-0. Luke Kelly and the Miners score 55.2 points per game. Freud Lake. Um, scores a lot of points a game as well. Uh, let's see. Freud Lake won last week against Chester Joplin Inverness, 79-75. They were down 52-24, close to the running clock. MSU commit Mason Detman. He's got some really good talent around him. The Redhawks allowed just 12.5 points per game, except in the last two games where they've given up a combined 145. Centerville, one time challenged. Roy Winifred kept it to one score, 35-25, or two scores, I guess. Centerville going for its first six-man ring, won eight-man titles twice. Freud Lake, 
went back to back in 2020 and 21. It's going to be a good one. And it could be 85 82, or it could be 10 7. <laughs> That's all good. Oh, man. Looking forward to that. And then, of course, Florence Carlton travels to Manhattan. And joining us now here to talk about his Tiger football team is the head coach in his second season since taking over for the big Grabowska, Chris Grabowska. Wes Crott joins us, Jason Walker Show. Well, Coach, uh, thanks for joining us. Um, congratulations, state championship game. How's it feeling? Yeah, it's good. You know, um, you know, the kids are excited. The uh, community's excited. we got a great following here in Manhattan, so we're uh, ready to go for Saturday. Uh, you guys have built quite the program down there over the last uh, half decade or so. Uh, I know you lost the consolidation with Manhattan Christian, but you still obviously have some great talent. But what's what's it been like in Manhattan for the last, you know, five, six years? And I know you just took over not, to, you know, not too long ago, but you guys have, like I said, built quite the program there. Yeah, you know, it's been exciting. I was an assistant under, you know, Coach Grabowska, an offensive coordinator um, during those runs and, and uh, then take over and, and continue to build and, you know, we have a lot of kids that are excited to play football here in Manhattan, and, you know, it's good to kind of see the program still going up. Uh, your quarterback, Michael Stewart, how do you how do you explain him? <laughs> well, you know, last year uh, we didn't have a quarterback the first year I came in. And we were kind of doing tryouts, and, you know, he, he picked up a ball and ended up chucking it you know, 50-some yards in the air. And so we went, all right, I guess you're our quarterback. <laughs> so he, he, got a, he got a lot of experience last year as a sophomore and, you know, just trying to understand coverages and read them and, and get through his reads with, with everything. And it, it's been a trial and error process, and you can just see him growing each and every game. And, and having that experience last year has really helped him going into this year. Oh, 100%. Um, he's got pretty good talent, though, in running back George Stenberg. you got some great receivers there in Sargent and Fenno. Um, what, what, what's your offensive game plan? Uh, not for this week, but, I mean, unless you want to give it to me, but uh, <laughs> going into each and every week, how do you approach offensively? Yeah, you know, we we, we got a, kind of a multi-dimension. You know, we run some, some under center, we run some spread. And, uh, you know, we go in every week and try to just pick out what the defense has given us and then what we can attack. You know, we played a couple games where we only ran it um, or we only passed it, you know, five to eight times. And then we played a couple games where we threw it around 20 to 20 to 30 times. So, you know, we really try to just uh, take advantage of what the defense has given us and go from there. The, the tough part about this week is it's more of a good job of, changing everything up from week to week. You know, you can tell on film that, that they're going in and game planning against uh, against the team that they're playing. And so, so we're not necessarily sure what the look that we're going to get going into this week. And so it'll have to be kind of some in-game adjustments to, to, to where we go from there. Um, how important is it to be hosting this game instead of traveling over to Florence? Yeah, I think that's an advantage. I mean, the exciting thing for – for the kids, just you know, being able to host a state 
camps, you've been front of your fans, your student section, and your community. It's just an awesome thing for, for Manhattan. Wes Crott joining us, the Manhattan High football coach, got his Tigers in the state championship this week on Saturday. Uh, defensively, how do you approach the Falcons? Because they are multidimensional and very talented, uh, especially at the skill guys. Yeah, they are. You know, I mean, I think they kind of kind of do the same thing going in every week. Uh, you know, they're trying to, to take advantage of what you're giving them. You know, Red Lodge was had spread it out and, and left the box pretty small there last week. And so then they just just pounded the run, but. You know, then you stack the box, and then they'll just go through the air on you. So, you know, that was, that's what makes it so tough. And, you know, that's why they're the two-time defending state champ. Uh, yeah, they're pretty good. Um, I've seen them in person. I have not seen you in person, but I have gotten a scouting report on Manhattan from Jefferson coach Clint Lang, who knows everything about the game of football, um, <laughs> it seems like, at all levels. But uh, So I feel like I know you guys. Uh, it's interesting because I, I spent 7th and 8th grade in Manhattan. My dad was an assistant. He was a teacher out there. I have not oh, really? been back to Manhattan, though, since 1989. Oh, geez. So how much has the field changed? Is it still in the same spot? Well, I'm not sure because I wasn't around. <laughs> other than the last, uh, you know, I think this, this is my sixth year here. I, I did some basketball, you know, when we made the runs and then kind of switched over to football and was assistant football. So I'm not sure on that. Uh, the one thing I will tell you is, like, we did, we did get a new school, a new gymnasium, and so – you know, we're definitely kind of growing in this area, especially the last couple of years. And, oh, yeah. you know, it's exciting when you when you walk in to kind of see the, the new stuff that we have going on here. Yeah, when my dad was there, it was the old old high school that was damaged by the earthquake in 1959. So, Oh, geez. Um, yeah, yeah. And then junior high and, yeah, it was that was a long time ago. I'm excited to come back because I get to call this game for NFHS, and I'm excited to be back in in my our Manhattan. But I'm excited to watch you guys, and you know it, it's it's going to be a fun game, I think. Um, but what's it going to take? I mean, coaches can always say, you know, we got to do the X's and O's right. We can't turn it over. But give me give me an intangible that 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 might not be thought about. Yeah, you know, I think we'll have to definitely kind of win the, the physicality battle up front. You know, that'll be that'll be key for us going into this game. You know, with them being so multidimensional in, in every fact that, you know, we, we really got to come out and, and win that battle. Okay. Um, you know what I do need, though, is a Manhattan football helmet for my studio. Can we get one Saturday? Yeah, I can get one. We got an old old school tiger sitting around somewhere. Yep, yep, I can get you one of those, for sure. Um, Here's how how my connection to Manhattan goes. Pat Lynch, who used to be the activities director at Manhattan, um, and you know as well, but he was teaching in his – yeah, he was teaching when I was at school there. Yeah, he's still teaching right now. Is he still teaching? Oh, I can't wait to see him. He's still teaching art. He he stepped down from A.D., two years ago, but yeah. um, he's still teaching and still coaching golf. He's actually the one that hired me uh, six years ago. Oh, well, good hire. I'll have to tell yeah. him. Yeah. Uh, but I am looking forward to being back down there. Um, man, I can't wait for this game. I wish it was already here. 
Yeah. <laughs> I got yeah, we, we, we need a couple more days to prepare. Oh, okay. But, yeah. but, uh, I'm ready for I'm I'm getting excited for Saturday, too. So we're hoping it's a good game. All right. I have asked every coach this week, uh, who wins the battle, Cats or Grizz? I think the Cats are going to win this week. You know, I, I didn't go to school. I grew up in, in Billings, and I didn't go to school, so I'm not necessarily a Cat or or Grizz fan. I'm just a just a Montana fan and enjoy watching both of them. But I think the Cats are going to get them this week. Um, their ground attack is, is so strong that I'm not sure uh, who will be able to stop them in that fashion. Man, and it's going to be a, a clash. And the saying, battle, win the trenches, but it's never more true than it will be on Saturday uh, for all levels of football. Um, I also have to know this. So you've got Florence Carlton and the Grizz playing really well over in that area. You've got Dylan playing for a state championship at Class A along with Western in the playoffs. And then you've got you guys, the Bozeman Hawks, and the Cats. So who's got the better football area right now? <laughs> I'm not sure. It's kind of a wash. You know, like <laughs> one thing that we've noticed in Class B is, you know, the North was kind of down this year. And then, you know, the West in, in our conference was, was really strong. And, you know, it's kind of kind of been the same for the last um, couple years. And, you know, it helps when, you got Eureka over there. That's always going to be tough. And my old and Florence and, yeah. you know, Boulder and us have, have been right there as well with it. And so, um, it's just kind of exciting to see, you know, with, with our area and their area to see, see kind of both areas, um, you know, doing really well. It's going to be a, a fun weekend of football starting tomorrow with the Hawks and then, uh, getting you guys on Saturday. Uh, NFHS one o'clock kickoff. I'll be on the call for that one. Coach, appreciate the time. Good luck on Saturday, and uh, I look forward to meeting you on Saturday afternoon. Yeah, sounds good. Uh, appreciate you calling the game, and I'll see you Saturday. Wes Kratt joining us, the head coach of the Manhattan Tigers, playing for a state B championship on Saturday afternoon, one o'clock. NFHS. When we return. When we return, we'll check in off the wall man cave with the opposing team head coach, Florence Carlton, going for a three-peat. Pat Duchesne will join us when we come back here. Jason Walker Show, the segment, the walk-up, brought to you by Montana Custom Log Homes. They are veteran-owned, family-owned, woman-owned, and operated. Check them out, yourcustomlog.com. Pat Duchesne joins us next here, Jason Walker Show. Strength. Beauty, grit, superior craftsmanship. Our homes have it all. At Montana Custom Log Homes, if you can dream it, we can build it. With three divisions and over 50 years' experience, we've got you covered. From a showcase home to a small cabin, we make your vision a reality. Because every cowboy wants a castle for his queen. Montana Custom Log Homes, crafting homes that last for generations. Jason Walker here, and if you're like me, some nights are mine to cook at home, and there's only one place that I know I can trust for a quick, easy meal for my family. Dinner's Done Right. When I stop into Dinner's Done Right, I trust that there will be a great selection of food that is healthy and easy to cook, either that night with their ready-to-make dinners, or I can plan for a weekend dinner from their frozen choices. And when I'm out and about in town... 
I know I can stop in for the grab-and-go salad bar with the freshest ingredients and homemade dressings. For monthly menus and more, visit dinnersdoneright.com. Do you love to look at photos of Montana from animals to landscapes and more? Are you looking for a place to get your senior pictures or family portraits done? Are you a business owner looking to upgrade the decor in your offices? Well, look no further than Mark LaRoe Photography. Mark has been shooting beautiful photos all across the Treasure State from rodeos to portraits and would love to work with you. Visit MarkLaRoePhotography.com to see many masterpieces of his work. Then give him a call to schedule your own photo shoot. Or to purchase one of his fantastic pieces, stop by Spirit of the Big Sky Gallery on Custer in Helena. MarkLaRoePhotography.com Summer, the season to work hard, play hard, the days are heating up and getting longer, the smell of fresh cut grass, the hot sun on your skin. We kidding. We all know you're really thinking about having fun and relaxing at the Copper Club Casino. Meet your friends for a cold one. Play a fiver or two. When you want great service, cold drinks, and fun entertainment, this is the place. The Copper Club Casino, where everybody knows your name any time of year. On Euclid, across from Lundy Center, the Copper Club Casino. There's only one place in Helena to cure your craving for Cajun cuisine, and that is Cafe Zydeco. From po'boys and catfish to jambalaya and much more, Cafe Zydeco has the best Cajun this side of New Orleans. And Cafe Zydeco cares about those that take care of us. Military, law enforcement, first responders can get your drink free as a way of saying thank you to those that protect us every day. If you're looking for a place to grab lunch or dinner, get the flavor of the Big Easy in Big Sky Country at Cafe Zydeco on Euclid in Helena. Storewide savings are what you'll find when you shop for new home furnishings at Rockers Furniture. This means tremendous values on Helena's largest in-stock selection of home furnishings. When you shop Rockers, you'll find storewide savings on the furniture you want for every room in your home. And you'll also find our selection of Serta Eye Comfort, the most comfortable beds in Helena. 12-month financing is available with approved credit on most purchases over $299. Ask for details. You'll find storewide savings at Rockers Furniture, 1010 Dearborn, Helena. Welcome back to the Jason Walker Show. <laughs> Off the wall man cave on a Thursday. The segment brought to you by Rutgers Furniture. Oh, Will Smith getting jiggy with it. So, I don't know if I've ever told this story before. So, when this song was really popular in the club back in the day, I went out one night, I went out with my buddy and some friends a lot, and there was this dance club in Bozeman, and those in the late 90s will remember KOs, but um, one night, I took my dad to KOs. My dad's a country dancer, right? He ends up dancing a two-step to get in jiggy with it, and had, had girls lined up to dance with him. It was pretty impressive. Pretty impressive. What else is impressive is the run that Florence Carlton's been on for the last couple of years, back-to-back state champs, looking for a third straight this year when they travel to Manhattan on Saturday. And joining us now to talk about his team is the head coach of the Falcons, Pat DeShane, on the Jason Walker Show. All right, Coach. First off, i got to thank you for the lovely Florence helmet that sits just off my left shoulder behind me underneath the Bozeman High helmet here in the studio. So I appreciate that uh, from about, what, four weeks ago, a month ago now? 
Yeah, it's been uh, yeah, it's been a month, hasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that win over uh, Loyola, and uh, man, what a what a season you guys have put together. And how you feeling right now as you head into another championship game? You know, um, I think we're just we're 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 really trying to focus on it just being the the twenty twenty three. Uh, football team's opportunity to play in a in a state championship. Okay, I like that. I like that. No pressure on the guys. They're just they're going with the flow. They, they are. They are. We've uh, you know I've obviously I've been getting a lot of questions this week and and uh, some of it gets portrayed correctly, some of it doesn't. But you know, honestly, there's no you know there's no talk of us coaches to, to the kids about 2021, 2022. It's since the start of the season, it's always been about 2023. Um, no matter what anybody's done from, you know, before you, um, or what anybody's going to do ahead of you, um, speaking more to the younger kids, it's, it's, this is this football team's, you know, chance, um, opportunity, to to make it about themselves, you know, and, and, and that more relates yeah. into the into the senior leadership that we have this year. Um, they're going to be able to say it's their team um, 20 years down the road when they're when they're sitting around talking about, you know, oh, yeah, we were the seniors that that, that maybe got the third. Hopefully they're saying they got the third, um, you know, so they're going to they're going to have their names on that on that uh, on this season for sure. Uh, yeah, definitely, and you do have a great senior leadership. Um, but you're 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 so young, and people forget that when they think of Florence, they think, "Oh, you guys got all these studs, seniors." No, you got a lot of juniors and sophomores making contributions. Uh, and Mason Arlington to start with, uh, your quarterback, he's rushed for 550, but 30 touchdowns, 2,200 yards passing. And he does not look like he gets rattled at all when he's out there on the field. Why is that? I think he's scared of coming to the sidelines to me. (laughs) 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 No, you know, you know, it's, it's funny. He's quarterback is, you know, I, I still say it and I don't say it because I played the position. It's, I think it's one of the toughest positions in any sport. Um, Definitely the toughest position in in a team sport, um, you know, and 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 every single one of them is different. Um, I've gone through two in my twelve years here. I've gone through two, three, four, five. This will be my sixth, right? Which is which is about typical in high school, um, and. It, they just all have a different mindset. Now, with with Mason, obviously, his mindset is a lot different than the than the quarterback from last year. Um, but what he's done is he's matured every week. Um, you know, I don't know if you know what his stats look like as far as. Well, I'm not even going to say because I don't want to jinx him. Um, you know, he's just he's just matured. He makes he makes the right decisions. Um, when he's on, he's on, and when he's off, it's if it throws off, it's beneficial because it's off far enough that it's not rattling him if we if we turn the ball over. Um, you know, and he and he's becoming a leader. He's becoming 
you know, comfortable within our offensive scheme that we can change some things up week to week, and he's and he's getting it. We actually were just talking last night. He's like, "Well, coach, what if we did it this way?" And it, and it was like the light bulb went on for me, and it's like that's what we've been used to the last, <laughs> you know, blessed with the last three years is is somebody saying, "No, this this doesn't look right. What about this?" You know, and yeah, hey, that's a great idea. I like that. You know, so um, his maturity is just growing, and 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 he does. He's, you can see that the calmer he stays in the later part of this season. Uh, you also have a pretty good running back in Gabriel Hartzell Miller. Uh, you throw in, you know, other guys around him, but I mean, he's going to hit a thousand yards rushing in this game on Saturday for the season, which says a lot. And he's a touchdown machine, you know. I, I, I and he's so powerful. When I watched him against Loyola. He just doesn't quit. He keeps those legs going. He just he's like what you want in a typical running back. He is. He's uh him and I were actually having a conversation yesterday and he's really he's really came on as the season's progressed, you know, and he he had to sit in the shadows. Um, you know, when we had Ethan Abbott, um when 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 he was playing for us, you know, Gabriel was kind of like his little doll, um, you know, and 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 on the scout D and the and and the scout O. I mean, it was like those two met up, but it just Gabe just kept pursuing, um, persevering. Um, he stayed so loyal to our weight. Our, our strength program. Mm. Um, and that shows when you look at him out on the field. I mean, he's just, he's turned into a beast in the last few games, you know, the last half of this season. Um, you know, I feel like he's one of the top running backs in the state now. Um, just the way he runs the ball and he's, he's able to shift. Um, he's hard to bring down. Um, you know, he's just, he opens a lot of things up for Mason um, when he goes off and can rush for 233 yards against Red Lodge, you know, which is a phenomenal football team, it sure opens Mason up to be able to connect on 67% of his passes. So it's a good yin to the yang for sure. Yeah, definitely. Uh, like I said, there's help around there too, but Manhattan's got a pretty good defense, and you're, this might be the best team you've faced all year. How do you expose or what can you expose for the Tigers? You know, I... We got to. We have to play mistake free um, in order to even think about exposing anything that they have. And, and obviously, they are probably one of the best teams that we played, if not the best team that we played. They're in the state championship, you know. And they played some tough teams in in Jefferson, which we all thought would probably be be there um, this year, you know. And they're probably saying the same thing about us. We're one of the top teams that that, that they're going to play. But you know, as far as exposure goes, we just you know, by the end of today, we have to have our game plans in offensive, defensively, um, you know, and, and, and like I said, just playing mistake free. And I don't mean playing, you know, perfect. I mean, we can't turn the ball over at inopportune times. Um, you know, we can't have muff punt like we did last week. We can't throw interceptions. We can't fumble. Um, we can't do these things. And, and the boys have been really good about that, you know, and if we can keep carrying that, then, then I think, you know, any, any football team exposes their opponent um, if they're playing, you know, fairly mistake free um, throughout the game. Pat DeShane joining us, Florence Carlton football coach, Jason Walker show flip the side of the ball. Now your defense is really good. Their offense is really good. Michael Stewart, at quarterback, 
He's uh, he's one of the best in Class B. You got a good running back, a couple of great receivers out there too for the Tigers. What do you guys do defensively? Because you guys play so many different defenses. Nobody knows what to look for on tape this week. I, I I'm trying to study for the game, and I'm like, I don't know what they're going to run. <laughs> I would I wish I could let you in on that. Um, you know, our our defensive coaches. Um, do such a great job. Um, I, I do know what our defensive game plan is. Um, it, it, it's going to look a little bit different maybe than it has the last couple of weeks. Um, you know, it, 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 and it may, it may change. Um, they do a really good job of communicating with me during the game, letting me know if we need to make an adjustment, um, you know, what my thoughts are on that. We discuss it. We make an adjustment if we need to. So, you know, what we have in our scheme right now, if we come out and, and Manhattan's in something different than, than, than what we've seen or that we know that they could come out in something different that we have seen, um, you know, we're, we're, we're able to make those adjustments, but any given game, um, those guys are usually throwing, you know, four to five different looks um, as far as coverages, as far as, you know, fronts, um, box guys, um, you know, they're, they're, they're really, they're really in tune and they put a lot of time in. I mean, between, between the, the three defensive coaches, they're going to have over, you know, probably over 35 hours of film in this week. Nice. Um so they just, they do a great job. I don't, I, I never, that's the beauty of being in Florence and with my defensive coaches. Um, I never really worry about our defense a whole lot. You know, I, I did a little bit of get Totley earlier this year, but they, they, uh, they, they, they made the adjustment at halftime. Um, and we haven't looked back and, it, and I think it shows in the statistic column what, what our defense is capable of doing. Pat DeShane joining us, Jason Walker show. He coaches the uh, Florence Carlton Falcons. All right. Cat Grizz, who wins? Break it down. Oh, I mean, is that even a question? <laughs> well, yeah, because it's two really good teams. Oh, it is. It is. You know, I feel like I feel like Chambers is going to have a great day throwing the ball. Um, you know, the Grizz defense is uh, is is playing at the at the exact right time um, this year for that game, but. How do you stop a Montana State, you know, offense and a Montana State defense that's just as good? I'm taking Montana State by 21 all day long. Ooh, I like that. That is that is impressive. I no coach. I have a little bit of I have a little bit of allegiance, and I bleed a little bit blue. <laughs> wow, that, that is true. That is true. Uh, <laughs> you know, so every time you put on that Florence gear with a little bit of maroon there, it's a little heartbreaking. No, I, I I've ordered some. Yeah, I mean our logos, our logos maroon, but I, you're going to usually see me in uh, white or uh, or gray. Okay, okay. Uh, what will you be wearing on Saturday? You know, I'm probably going to go. We're going to have our white uniforms on, so I'm probably going to be in my gray, my gray giddy up. Hopefully, it's nice enough that I'm in shorts. Um, you know, some black shorts. You're just going to see a little tiny smudge maroon in that falcon head that we've got, and <laughs> and uh, have my cat underwear on underneath my pants. Yeah, <laughs> uh, boxers or briefs? 
Ooh, you gotta go. You gotta go with the with the brief, definitely. You know, just the the, the spandex, the 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 legging type. Oh, you yes. know, midway, not not even midway, quarterway. You know, just just stuff to keep keep everything keep everything feeling all right. Yes, absolutely, for, for sure. Um, <laughs> hey, you're a Western Bulldog. Your uh, your guys played really really well this year and uh, getting into the playoffs. Uh, you get a chance to go to that game next week, and you don't have to worry about this week because they don't play this week. So uh, what do you want to say about your dogs? The dogs are going crazy down there. I'm, I'm super <laughs> proud of them. Um, you know, it's it's the first time that field um, has hosted a, a playoff game since since my my first year, my freshman year, when I was redshirting down there, you know, against Glenville State. Um, and, the, and we went off on them. Um, that year. So hopefully he's getting, we're getting a little bit of a tradition because, you know, by the time next year rolls around, um, we'd like to see some, some of those playoff games on that turf. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's great to see what the NAIA did. Um, you know, in, in the frontier getting three schools in. Um, I think it, I think it's great. You know, back in the days when we were, when we were down there, our, our two years that we went to the semifinals, it was, First year it was eight teams that went to the playoffs, and the second year it was only four teams that went to the playoffs. And unfortunately, we were we were a lower seed than Central State Ohio, so we had to travel all the way to Ohio um, and play the semifinal game out there. So it, it, it's just fun to see. You know, I, I'm proud of these Frontier coaches. Um, you know, did the battles that they have going, and and, and super proud of of uh, of Coach Norris and 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 the boys down there at Western getting getting the job done this year. All right, before I let you go. I got to know this. Um, and I asked Coach Norse this. I asked Levi Weshi this. Who has the better city right now or better area as far as football? Is it Florence, Carlton, Missoula area because you guys are both doing well? Is it Western with Dylan playing for a state championship tomorrow or on Friday, Saturday as well? Or is it Bozeman because you got the Hawks, the Cats, and I know it's your opponent, but Manhattan. So who's got the best football in the state right now? Ooh, who's got the best football in the state right now? I mean, I saw what my kid had done to opponents the last few years, so I wouldn't say that I would. I would. I would say Florence should play the Cats. <laughs> um, you know, I, I I really if somebody wants to throw their name out there and do a little you know uh, awareness game after the season's over and and say hey we'll we'll uh, we'll do a challenge match I, I'm all for it maybe maybe down in Dillon right before the Friday night lights before the the Western Ooh. playoff game on Saturday that would be a good thing that would be a good matchup I think um, by the way Coach Norse has still never gotten me a Western helmet it's the only. Frontier School in Montana, I don't have a helmet of. And I have a helmet of Florence before Western. I'm just saying. You, you know, if you, if you want, you know, if you want to throw back one, I have not worn mine in, holy cow, it's been uh, 25 years now. Um, I, I can hook you up with a Western helmet if you want. But, man, it's, it's, it, that's, that's a WMC, and you got you got to rock the flying mm-hmm. W. I do like that, the old school one. 
Western Montana. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. Hey, uh, Coach, uh, appreciate the time. I am looking forward. I'll be calling the game for you guys on uh, NFHS Network. So I'm looking forward to being down in Manhattan. I'll see you down there on Saturday, and uh, safe travels. Sounds good, Jason. I appreciate you having me on. You have safe travels as well. That is Pat DeShane, the head coach of the Florence Carlton Falcons, joining us. Jason Walker Show, big game, Saturday in Manhattan. Man, that'll be a fun one. That'll be a fun one. Uh, did I, I think, did I get another, did, some more memes? I can't remember. I'm pretty sure we did. Now I got to find out. Oh, here we go. Jason on the lookout for something again. Takes forever. Uh, we did get some, we did get some really good memes, um, this year sent in. So. Is this a good one? I can't show that one. <laughs> I can show this one, though. All right. Um, somebody from South Dakota State put this one up. So you've got uh, mostly polite FCS fans. And then you've got Grizz fan coming in, our stadium big. <laughs> what? Uh, Constant mentioning of the past. Oh yeah, little brother. Oh, speaking of which, it's almost that. It's almost time. We'll take a break. We'll come back when we return. State AA boys cross country champ and Nike regional champ Nathan Neal will join us, and it's that time of the year we get to celebrate. The best comments in the world. <laughs> That's next. Hang on, Jason Walker Show. We're coming right back. It's Off the Wall Man Cave. This segment brought to you by Rutgers Furniture. Storewide savings are what you'll find when you shop for new home furnishings at Rutgers Furniture. This means tremendous values on Helena's largest in-stock selection of home furnishings. When you shop Rutgers, you'll find storewide savings on the furniture you want for every room in your home. And you'll also find our selection of Serta Eye Comfort, the most comfortable beds in Helena. 12-month financing is available with approved credit on most purchases over $289. Ask for details. You'll find storewide savings at Rutgers Furniture, 1010 Dearborn, Helena. Fall is officially here, and now is the perfect time to get your rig tuned up before the big hunt. That means a lift kit from Auto Concepts. An Auto Concepts lift kit will help take you places only the animals can go. And when you do get that big one, make sure you have help to get a home with a winch to pull it out. Or maybe you'll be a good friend and help pull someone out of the snowbank. Check out AutoConceptsHelena.com for more ideas. Auto Concepts, the auto enhancement professionals. Strength, beauty, grit, superior craftsmanship. Our homes have it all. At Montana Custom Log Homes, if you can dream it, we can build it. With three divisions and over 50 years' experience, we've got you covered. From a showcase home to a small cabin, we make your vision a reality. Because every cowboy wants a castle for his queen. Montana Custom Log Homes, crafting homes that last for generations. There's only one place in Helena to cure your craving for Cajun cuisine, and that is Cafe Zydeco. From po'boys and catfish to jambalaya and much more, Cafe Zydeco has the best Cajun this side of New Orleans. 
And Cafe Zydeco cares about those that take care of us. Military, law enforcement, first responders can get your drink free as a way of saying thank you to those that protect us every day. If you're looking for a place to grab lunch or dinner, get the flavor of the Big Easy in Big Sky Country at Cafe Zydeco on Euclid in Helena. Summer, the season to work hard, play hard. The days are heating up and getting longer. The smell of fresh cut grass, the hot sun on your skin. <laughs> we kidding? We all know you're really thinking about having fun and relaxing at the Copper Club Casino. Meet your friends for a cold one, play a fiver or two. When you want great service, cold drinks, and fun entertainment, this is the place. The Copper Club Casino, where everybody knows your name any time of year. On Euclid across from Mobile Center, the Copper Club Casino. Really, only one song to play this week, right here. Jason Walker Show, this segment brought to you by Copper Club Casino, hot games, warm staff, cold drinks, drink and gamble responsibly. More football talk coming up, our our favorite comments from this time of the year. <laughs> we'll revisit in the walk-off. Uh, but I, I, wanted, I reached out to this kid the other day. Uh, he won a big race out in Idaho over the weekend, the Nike Northwest Regional or something like that. Uh, he won state, and so I reached out, and he said, yeah. And he is the state champ in cross country for the boys. His name is Nathan Neal. He's a Bozeman Hawk, and he joins us now here on the Jason Walker Show. All right. Well, the first question I always like to ask cross country runners is why, why? <laughs> yeah. You know, it, I didn't understand why you do it when I first started running um, track when I was a freshman in high school. Um, but as I kept running and I got faster and I started beating people, um, that's when I started, that's when I decided I was going to run cross. And honestly, the reason I do it is I just enjoy running and I enjoy being in pain, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) And it's so rewarding afterward that if you, even if you're not enjoying it at the time, you just, you feel so good afterward that it makes it all worth it. (laughs) Well, you know, that's a lot, that's what a lot of the the same people say. So, um, (laughs) How much did your dad, I went to high school with your dad, how much did he push you into cross country? Because he was a pretty good athlete, swimmer, things like that in high school. Yeah, honestly, I didn't really feel any pressure from anyone. It was mostly um, my teammate and I who both played soccer and then both decided to run cross country the same year. Um, We both were just, we were talking and we both, realized that like we didn't really have a future in soccer and we were both good at running track and so we just kind of decided together that we were going to run cross because that's just like that's we we could go places with running and that's what we did well hey it's it's worked out uh we'll talk about where you're going to college shortly but uh state champ uh was there any Mm -hmm. question any doubt in your mind at all throughout the year that you wouldn't win state 
Because, I mean, I think no. you were probably the favorite from the get-go. Yeah, I no, I knew I was going to win individually. Um, there was one guy from Great Falls High that I thought would um, – I mean, he ran a smart race for him because he helped his team win a state championship, which is great for them because they hadn't won in a really long time. Um, but I thought he would run with me and try to like, try to beat me at state, um, which is fine. I mean, yeah, he ran a smart race, but yeah. Yeah, well, you got the win, and that's really all that mattered. Bozeman High Boys and Girls Cross Country has had such a great tradition for the last 20 years. Why do you think that is? Yeah, it honestly is all about the coaching. Um, before Casey Tremaine, it was Clint May. Yeah. I don't really know much about him, but his family is really well known for being a great running family. Um, the May's been around for a long time. But when Casey took over Bozeman Cross Country in 2016. I think it was 2016. Immediately, the boys team won a national championship, which is unheard of now. Um, but, it's, yeah, it's all about Casey. <laughs> like he, he, he ran for MSU, um, and he was a national – he was a big side conference champion in the 10K in cross country. Um, I think he missed All-American a couple times, just barely. But – he he, just is really, he knows a lot about running and is very knowledgeable when it comes to that. And he's just really good about getting high scores to run their best and perform their best as they can. Do you swim too? I don't. Okay. <laughs> I can't. I can't swim. And and no. Yeah. Yeah. And when I was, in, hard. I can doggy paddle really well. But when I was in high school with the Bozeman swim team walking around the halls. And the guys were always, you know, shaving their bodies. And little did we know it'd become a, a trend um, later on with, uh, you know, taking care of your body. But, man, uh, athletes, they're, they're still athletes. But cross-country runners and, and soccer players like yourself, you know, you guys have to have unbelievable lungs. Uh, have you have you had your lungs checked? Because just to be, you know. <laughs> I have not. No, I have always wanted to have like that kind of stuff checked. Like I want, I want to know my VO2 max and some, some of the other things like that, but I've never gotten around to it. <laughs> so you were out in Idaho over the weekend and, uh, one was it the Nike cross regionals, Northwest boys, yep. 5k record setting mm-hmm. time. When you go into a race, do you look to set a record or you look to win first? Yeah, I look to win first and specifically a race like that. Um, I knew that if, I ran to win. I might get the record because on that race, on that course, it's basically a two lap course. And so the first lap around, I went into that race knowing that I was just going to hang back with the, the lead pack. Um, and just like conserve myself. And then once I got through that, like that first lap, that's when I started to take the lead and really push the pace and try to break that record. And I, I kind of knew I was going to do it once I, took the lead because we went out really hard and then I saw my two miles split was right on pace to do it. Um, but no, I wouldn't, I don't specifically go into races looking to break records. Like I, I broke a couple of Weston's records, um, in Montana this year. And I, I never specifically was gunning for that. I just raced, like raced how I wanted to race, raced as hard as I wanted. Um, 
and it ended up just working out every time. <laughs> well, yeah, definitely. Uh, what, so talking with Nathan Neal, he is the uh, boys' state AA cross-country champ. He is headed off to the University of Washington. Why UW? Yeah, well, I took my visit to UW. Um, I, get, I kind of knew right away. They, everyone tells you that you're going to have a gut feeling of uh, what's going to work for you, and I knew right away that it was going to be UW. Um, I'd already gone to Gonzaga visit, and it was a great, it was a great option too. It actually really surprised me how um, how great it was. But yeah, when I got to UW, I I met the team and. Um, I kind of knew the assistant coach really well because that's who I've been talking to. But I met the head coach, which and he was a great guy. He has a son that's a year younger than me, so he kind of gets high schoolers, and he obviously understands college kids because he's around them every day. But the team there, they all want to be super successful, and it's very visible, and you can tell when you're just around them. And they they have like in track especially, they've had three different national champions. Mm. Um, from outdoor track to indoor track to um, the to making the world championship qualifying team, and anyway, three different guys do that in the mile, and so it's just really cool to be around them. Um, they all they all kind of have like that winning mentality, and I just knew that that's where I that's where I wanted to go. And Andy Powell, he who's the head coach, he's really good at connecting with the kids, and he has a really good relationship with everyone. Um, yeah, so that, that's really what just pushed me to go to UW. What do you do for fun? And don't tell me you go running. <laughs> <laughs> um, honestly, a lot of the stuff I like to do is cardio, like mountain biking, okay, hiking. I don't know. I go golfing. I, I picked up golfing this summer. Nice. I'm horrible, but. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it doesn't get any better. Trust me. I've been doing no, it for I a long time. <laughs> but it's fun. Yeah, it's, it's a good stress it's, reliever. It Sometimes. It also is sometimes more stressful. That is, you're just playing awful, and you're teed up, and you're grouped up with someone who's really good. That, it happened to me a lot. I would always get grouped up with these really good golfers for some reason, and I just felt horrible because I was so awful. That's when you just say, "Look, that guys, I'm just this is my first year, and they're, they're, they'll be good." No, yeah, that's usually how it works. Yeah, out. especially at a public course like Butcher Creek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, what's your uh, what's your mile best mile time? I ran a 4.10 um, <laughs> two times last year. I think, yeah, 4.10. <laughs> uh, what's it going to take to break for? Uh, it's going to take getting the option to getting like the, the option to run at sea level at a really fast meet okay. more than once. Okay. Because that was, that was the problem last year. Is that I feel like I was fit enough to run faster than 4.10, um, but – the races I got put in, one of them was really fast, and it gave, it gave me a really good option to run fast. But then the other one was more of like a strategic race, mm. and it just wasn't – they weren't gunning for a super fast time. Gotcha. Uh, do you listen to music, and what music do you listen to when you run? Usually when I listen to music, it's when I'm – when I'm running with music, it's when I'm on the treadmill. Um, I like to just kind of enjoy being outside by myself or with a couple of other guys uh, when I'm running outside. But when I do run on a camera, I usually listen to like ACDC, <laughs> some, some different rock and roll bands. Um, yeah. <laughs> no influence from dad there. 
No, I I do not know what he's, what he's doing. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, yeah, I, I, mean, I it's, never it's knew you. Tough either. to run a treadmill. It's not very fun. I hate running on treadmills. I'll walk on. Yeah, one, it is not very fun. No, hey, I, started, I learned that you can actually if you if you prop your phone on the treadmill and you get some headphones on and you can watch like a movie like Rocky. That actually really helped. Oh, okay. and that's, that's what I did one time, and it was. It actually made it a lot more enjoyable. Okay. I will, yeah, I mean, because I, I like to golf, and, and I walked about 100 of my 132 rounds this year was spent walking 18 holes. So <laughs> um, I'm feeling better because of that. But, yeah, the treadmill, the running, and then you've got the inclines, and it's like, uh, yeah, no. And I get shin splints, Nathan. I mean, it's just not good. That's brutal. No, that is brutal. Those are, I've been lucky enough to not have those. Yes. Yes. <laughs> hey, I, I got to ask you this because Northern Arizona has such a powerhouse program. Did you consider NAU or was it going to be a, a, a bigger school? Um. Yeah, I considered them. I, I talked to the coach for a bit and I almost lined up a special visit. Um, but I just kind of thought about what I wanted, and I just felt like uh, I just didn't. They just didn't really have the same thing that Washington had. Mm-hmm. Like they, I don't know. Yeah, it just did not give me a great feeling. I don't know. No, that makes sense. That makes yeah. sense. Uh, yeah. What are you going to major in? Not totally sure. I would like to get into something that has to do with biomechanical, um, biomechanical science, stuff like that. So it's like kind of. Sports, psychology, sports, or exercise science—I don't know. Something to do with that. No. Yeah, you're kind of a nerd, then. <laughs> I don't know. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that. <laughs> um, I was going to say you got that from your dad. I, I joke. Um, but so, what are you a four point oh? Um, three point nine. <laughs> oh, what? Why not a four? What? What's the class holding you back there, Nathan? Algebra two got me. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> calculus to me in college was the worst. Yeah, I'm in calculus right now and struggling. Um, See, I'm good with math until they add letters and like, like in calculus, you got the U and a squiggly line. I don't even know what it's. It's like, what? What is this? <laughs> I can solve for X, Nathan, but don't make yeah. me figure out what a U and a snake symbol are. Yeah, I was in a I was in a Mr. Gallagher's room, the calc teacher at high school when he was teaching algebra one, and I want to go back to those days. <laughs> right? Yeah. Can I two yeah. plus two is four? That's all I need to know. I know. For real. <laughs> and how to how to leave a tip at a restaurant? That's the yeah, that's exactly. all I need. Yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah. uh, Nathan, I appreciate the time, man. Congratulations on all the success. Uh, look forward to following your career out at UW and. Um, yeah, thanks for joining us. Say hi to your dad for us. Yeah, thanks, Jason. Yeah, Nathan, Nathan Neal joining us, Jason Walker Show. Good dude, good kid, and uh, comes from a good family down there in Bozeman. So appreciate uh, him joining us uh, here on uh, on a Thursday, Jason Walker Show. All right. Um, let's do on this day in history first before we get to our favorite part of this time of the year. It is uh, Thursday, November 16th. Um, not a lot of big stuff. Inter- uh, National Rural Health Day. Uh, let's see. National Button Day. It's International Check Your Wipers Day. That's a good reminder. Check your windshield wipers. 
Uh, let's see. On this date in... 1924, Cleveland Bulldogs would lose 12 to 7 to the Frankfurt Yellow Jackets, ending a 31-game undefeated streak, an NFL and uh, major football record. 1957, Boston Celtics center Bill Russell sets the NBA record with 49 rebounds. 1957, another losing streak or winning streak came to an end as the University of Oklahoma NCAA record win streak of 47 was snapped 7 nothing by Notre Dame. And on this date in 1962, San Francisco Warrior center Wilt Chamberlain scored 73 points. All right. Um, the walk-off, it is brought to you by Cafe Zydeco, where the big easy meets the big sky. Make sure you stop in. Could be a good weekend for uh, Pasta Zydeco. It'd be a good weekend for catfish, po' boys, jambalaya. Man, good weekend for a lot of cafes I'd go. All right. This happened five years ago. The cats went up to Missoula, knocked off the Grizz in Missoula. Okay? I was driving back to the radio station, and <laughs> heard the Grizzly postgame show. And former Grizz Scott Guernsey, who's not with the broadcast anymore. He, he stepped aside because his kid plays and he just wants to be a dad. But got to revisit those comments that he made 2018. And caught the final few minutes of the Grizzly postgame show from Learfield Sports. Danny Bedard, Scott Guernsey, and this set me off. What a great game, marred in the end by I have never seen, Denny, a more classless football team than the Montana State Bobcats. From throwing your helmets into the air uh, at the end of the game, rushing the field, to parading around going first to our student section with their teammates, to jabbing the flag on our grizzly bear, to hawking loogies. I saw two dozen players spitting on the bear, dancing, you know, you know, kind of doing a, a horse pawn, the dirt thing. They ought to be ashamed. They ought to be ashamed, and it is the most classless thing I've ever seen here or anywhere th- that I've been a part of. All right, so everybody knows I'm a Bobcat fan, and yes, I know they're Grizzly announcers, but for Scott Guernsey to call the Cat players classless is unprofessional. Um, and I don't have proof of this. Some Bobcat players apparently spit on the Grizz logo at midfield after the game. Gersey was upset at that. You know, once again, I, I, this is why Montana State's always going to be the little brothers because they just don't know how to, they don't know how to do it. I mean, don't don't spit, don't act like a child and spit on the grizzly bear. I mean, really, you're going to do that? You won the game fair and square. Chote, you you made some calls that I was kind of thinking you were crazy on, and it, they, they they worked out for you, and, and, and good job. You won on the scoreboard, but I tell you what, man, if I'm a parent and I've got kids and I'm thinking, hey, am I going to go to Montana or Montana State? And and you look and see the classlessness that Montana State had today. It's like, I want those coaches coaching my kids? I don't think so. Um, that's Scott Guernsey from Learfield. Uh, calling him little brother, say they don't know how to win. Again, it's unprofessional. Let me tell you one thing, Gerns. I sat in Bobcat Stadium, and I've seen the Montana players do the exact same thing at Bobcat Stadium. Now, I'm not saying that either one is right. Don't spit. That's just gross. But for you to have the guts 
to say what you did makes you the most unprofessional broadcaster around. You need to grow up. You need to look in the mirror. This is a football game, people. At the end of the day, the better team won. The better team outcoached your team. And you didn't have the professionalism guaranteed to accept it. And you have a history of poor sportsmanship after your Grizzlies lose. Let's go back to a playoff game in the 90s. Grizz are on the road. You can play the entire game. And by the way, the Grizz got beat. Uh, a guy with a plunger was making some noise behind the Grizz bench. And at one point, you turned around and said, let me go beat this guy to death with his plunger. Uh, another road game in the 90s at Portland State. You ranked in the top two or three. Portland State, a terrible football team, beats the Grizz anyway. Some Viking players, listen to this. Let me, let me see if this sounds familiar. They're dancing and whooping it up on the field. And you go into a couple-minute tirade about how the Grizz are so great and know how to win and lose with class. You don't. There's a lot more examples, but apparently this also happened at Idaho State not too long ago, I think 2003. The Bengal PA guy whipping up the crowd, just like your PA guy, just like I did at Bobcat Stadium for 16 years. And during that loss to Idaho State, you, you hear you say that's Bush League. And then you take off your headset and yell at the guy with a lot of expletives. You want to talk about class, Scott Guernsey? Look in the mirror and get some. There's also a gal on social media. I, I, was, I was going to get that. Yeah. You, you want to talk about class because you're a that comments are a disgrace to the broadcasting profession. You want to talk about class, here's this story. This from Facebook, and, and this has been verified multiple times. Bobcat football players were hit on the sideline with human waste. Somebody actually took the time to go to the bathroom at Washington Grizzly Stadium and use a bag and then take it into the stands and then throw it at the Bobcat players. You want to talk class, Scott Guernsey? Why don't you talk to your fan base? little fired up. And that's not just a Facebook rant. That is somebody – people have seen this. There, I don't have any video of it. I don't have proof of it other than everybody's words that this happened. And I'm going to repeat this. This there, There's dumb fans on both sides of this rivalry. Cats, Grizz, I don't care. There's dumb ones that ruin it for everybody. The FTC and the FTG, way too far. Flint Rasmus and the famed PBR entertainer, he Facebooked it Saturday morning before the game. And I'll quote him, big game today. Fun to see all the passion for everyone's team around the state, but we sure can do better. The FTG and FTC deal has gained momentum the last few years. It's classless and, frankly, not that creative. I choose to cheer for my team. Go Bobcats. That's from Flint Rasmussen. Most fans in this rivalry accept at the end of the day, you know what? It's a football game. It literally does not affect you one way or the other, win or lose. That includes the players. There are more important things in life to worry about in this world than who wins a damn football game. That was uh, November of 2018. <laughs> oh, and Guernsey hasn't what he has an FTC tattoo on his lower leg. Okay. Um, I'm just going to pull out the shirt. I found this in my storage a couple weeks ago. This shirt is ancient. Poor Grizz. Love it. 
Oh, got to hang that up here in the man cave, the off-the-wall man cave. Look, everybody knows who I'm rooting for. You can root for whatever team you choose. That's, that's fine. Nobody's telling you who to root for. But do it with class. And no matter whose team wins, lose with class. Okay? It's really not that hard. Lose with class. The memes are great. The memes are funny. Um, this is one of my favorites. Let's see. We'll throw this one up that we got this week. It's from last year when game day was in Bozeman. Oh, and that's the other thing. Grizz fans are upset that game day not in Missoula. Uh, it's from Yellowstone. Beth Dutton, Jamie Dutton, they're Photoshop heads. Someone's wearing a Grizz sweater. Someone's wearing a Bobcat sweater. Once again, Jamie, you're such a bleeping disappointment. <laughs> oh, that one is so good. Uh, let's see. What was my other favorite one from the uh, that were sent in? Oh, this one. This might be my all-time favorite. Eat Shizzle Grizzle. Uh, I, I'm going to say I'm, I'm hoping it's a good game. It's uh, it's going to be a good one. You've got a really good run defense in the Grizz, a really good run offense in the Cats, number two in the nation. It's a lot of the similarities from last year. The Grizz have themselves a good quarterback, though. Clifton McDowell is playing superb. Junior Bergen. That defense is really good over there in Missoula. Cat's got a good defense too. Valdez, Danny Yu, if he's back. Um, and then, of course, Tommy Malott, Sean Chambers, the 18 running backs that the Cats can throw at you. And that offensive line, so good. So good. It's going to be a lot of fun this weekend. Um, watch it responsibly. Have fun. Celebrate responsibly, okay? And win or lose with class this weekend, okay? We'll uh, do it again next week. Don't forget, state championships, Bozeman, Friday night, and then Medicine Lake, uh, Belt, Dillon, and Manhattan, and I'll be in Manhattan for NFHS, 1 o'clock. That Florence Carlton Manhattan game is going to be a good one. If you missed anything this week, go to jasonwalkershow.com. You can also check out jasonwalkermedia.com. And big thanks to our guest this week, Ryan Norse, congressman uh, representative running. Running for Congress. Rick Holden, thanks for joining us. <laughs> Levi Weshy, Grady Bennett, Pat DeShane, Westcrot, and Nathan Neal. Uh, we'll be back Monday uh, to recap the weekend and get you set for the playoffs for the FCS, our auto contest performance of the week, and much more. It's going to be a fun, fun weekend. Have a fun, safe one. Go Cats. Oh, thanks to our great sponsors, fantastic fans. Make sure you listen to Continental Divide Radio. Let us know what you think, what you want to hear. 
You can uh, download at the Apple Store, Alexa, Play Continental Divide Radio, Google it, JasonWalkerMedia.com. Couldn't do the show without you, and we love each and every one of you. Have yourself a wonderful weekend back on Monday. This is the Off the Wall Man Cave, and this is the Jason Walker Show. The Jason Walker Show is produced by the Jason Walker Media Company. Any reuse, rebroadcast, or retransmission without the express written consent of the Jason Walker Show is strictly prohibited. Just listen, watch, and enjoy. Summer, the season to work hard, play hard.